0: Welcome to this unusual edition of The Technology Pill. Today we come to you with news about Clearview from the UK Data and Privacy Regulator, the Information Commissioner's Office. Don't worry, we're still a podcast that looks at how technology is reshaping our lives every day and exploring the different ways that governments and companies use tech to increase their power. My name is Gus Hossein, and I'm the Executive Director of Privacy International.
1: My name is Caitlin Bishop, and I'm Privacy International's Campaigns Officer
0: and here to talk about the week we've had, we're joined by Lucy Audiberg, who you may remember from our summer reading podcast, to discuss all the latest news of this week.
1: So Lucy, do you want to start us off with a description of what what news we're talking about? Yeah, of course.
2: So on Monday this week, the ICO, which is the UK Data and Privacy Regulator, announced its provisional intent to impose a potential fine of £17 million on Clearview AI, and more importantly, a provisional notice to stop further processing of personal data of people in the UK and to delete the data. So that's a lot of conditional terminology, unfortunately, because uh, it's not a final decision, but it's still a huge and excellent result in our fight against Clearview AI, the facial recognition company that scrapes uh, photos from the Internet and builds a gigantic Um, gigantic, sorry, uh, biometrics database.
0: Facial recognition companies are a dime a dozen now, particularly the rise of China's uh, tech industry in this sector and others. What was it about Clearview AI that made it uh, such a a key actor for us to go after?
2: So Clearview AI, in our view, was the epitome of how you can use new technologies wrongly and in a way that uh, affects people's rights and privacy. What Clearview AI does, it collects every single photo that it finds online, um, which means your face could have been grabbed by Clearview AI and filed in its gigantic database, whose access it then sells to government agencies or police uh, forces around the world. In our view, this was exactly the kind of thing that European data privacy laws were designed to prevent. And we're really glad that finally, after almost two years of knowing about Clearview AI, uh, regular, regulators are starting to take uh, steps to stop these practices.
1: And why did the ICO like take this step
2: now? So the ICO opened an investigation to Clearview AI uh, last year in 2020, but it took a long time until we heard anything about this investigation. And we were concerned that no other European regulator uh, was taking action. So in May this year, we decided to file coordinated complaints across Europe with various data privacy regulators in order to wake them up and say, look, Clearview AI is, in our opinion, violating the most advanced and protective data privacy laws in the world, and you're not doing anything. And so, yeah, six months onwards, uh, we have the first decision that came out from the ICO, and it's a really good one. Um, so we really hope uh, other regulators follow suit.
0: There's some beautifully... You're such a good lawyer, uh, because there's some some words in there you threw uh, in your descriptions that intimated how... Uh, how this is hard that is to us non-lawyers out there we have to understand that the law is not self-actuating you know just because there's a law like gdpr doesn't mean that companies will immediately comply and even if there is a problem it doesn't mean regulators will immediately jump forward these uh regulators often need spurring and i recall when we when we heard that the uk regulator was acting on this it wasn't well, I can say this because I've been around long enough. It wasn't exactly a sigh of relief to hear, oh, the UK regulator's on it. Just Just as we, we, when we heard that the Australian regulator was on it, we didn't breathe a sigh of relief because those are two notoriously weak and slow regulators. And the Australian regulator, as much as it can look into things, it doesn't actually have fining powers. And so... Um, you know, that's why I was excited when, when, when you all at PI decided to uh, spur other regulators into action. And so can you describe what it was that that got these regulators or how we're trying to spur these regulators into action so that they do take Clearview seriously, or in the UK uh, regulators' perspective, did take Clearview seriously?
2: Yeah, so we're using we're using the GDPR in the way that it was intended to protect people. We the complaints we filed uh, are based on what we call data subject access requests that we filed with Clearview and that show that some PI members of staff had their photos in Clearview's database. And so in that sense, we had uh, what can be called a, a right of action against Clearview, because we knew that they were processing our personal data. And in that sense, we, we, we went to regulators to say, look, whatever action you take will not be just action in a vacuum. It will be action against real processing of personal data. And so, yeah, and the idea to have a coordinated complaint as well was was so that we we wanted to show that Clearview's business model is simply unviable, despite it claiming that it's based in the US and that it doesn't operate in other countries anymore. What they were doing was blatantly violating um, European privacy laws. And that's what we wanted... We wanted regulators to 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 stand up and say the preliminary findings that have been published by the ICO are pretty much a copy paste of what we said in our complaints. All of the arguments that we put forward, the ICO has agreed with them. Whether how much we influenced them in that decision, we can't we can't possibly say. But we know that we know they agreed with us, which which is already a huge thing. So what the ICO found, in short is, first of all, that Clearview can't escape European data protection laws. Um, In that sense, the ICO said, we have jurisdiction over you, and you will comply with our laws. It found that Clearview has no lawful reason to process people's data in the way they did. It found that it was wrong not to tell people that they were scraping their photos. And it found that it wasn't fair to collect your data in a way that you can't possibly expect. So that hits all the kind of key points in data protection law and we very much uh, welcome these findings
1: nice um what happens next like the ICO have made all these provisional judgments what happens next
2: so yeah, as I said, this is not a final decision. And now Clearview has the opportunity to make representations to the ICO. So effectively tell the ICO why it disagrees and why its technology is not as dangerous as we say, etc. And then the ICO will take a final decision that's expected in mid 2022. So in that sense, we're uh, obviously a bit disappointed that the decision was, wasn't more forceful, but it's already a great result. And it's, 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 It's the kinds of steps that a regulator has to take. Clearview has actually already stated that they intend to appeal or take further action, uh, to challenge the preliminary breach findings. And we know from press reports that they have, they have hired UK lawyers, uh, so it looks like they're intending to fight this in UK courts and to submit to UK jurisdiction. Um, so it means this will likely go to court, uh, and it means the fight isn't over so we'll we'll be there
0: and what about other regulators
2: so we're still waiting on other regulators to take action we're waiting on the French, Italian, Greek, and Austrian regulators. We hope this decision will inspire them to take the same to to, to make the same kind of um, of findings about breaches of GDPR because they rel- they're relying on effectively the same law as the UK is, so there's no reason why they shouldn't find the same things. There is obviously a big question mark as to enforcement of all of this, as I said before. You know, Clearview is based in in the US, um, so. It will be up to regulators to to fully apply their enforcement powers, and to courts in in European countries to to apply these decisions, and to Clearview as well to to decide to live up to you know its its uh, its reputation and actually realize that its business model is just not viable.
0: Yeah, and I, I, you keep on repeating that because it matters. That is, it's not a viable business model. We've had regulators say as much, and uh, the fact that Clearview is currently still relying on investment money to to survive a 17 um, million pound fine hovering over their heads is does not create a uh, hospitable fundraising environment for them so i think that this uh, no matter how long the appeal takes, it will still be hanging over their heads and no matter how long the other regulators take. And to be fair, regulators take a long time to come up with their decisions. The fact that we have two regulators now being the Australians and, and the UK regulator coming out against Clearview it this does create a uh, a bad environment to be a intransigent uh, facial recognition company that uses data from the internet
2: and from a technological perspective if clearview actually applies the decisions and deletes the data it was asked to delete then its whole its whole product falls apart because it relies on indiscriminately scraping photos off the internet and when it does that there's just no way for it to say to decide whether a photo is from a UK person or from a US person or from a Greek person. So it will have to recognize and say to its investors that its business model just cannot comply with the the regulator's findings in in, in so many countries around the world. So that's that's huge.
0: And America has to wake up and recognize it needs to do something here.
2: A federal privacy law.
1: (laughs) What does this mean for Clearview's algorithm? um clearly trained their algorithm on the basis of the data they've already collected the data they've already collected includes uk people's data that even if they delete the data from now on and don't process that data from now on they've already trained their algorithm on it and they're gaining you know competitive advantage and money off the back of it like does the ico agreement not agreement judgment have any like impact on that yeah
2: so, I think regulators are not, um, forward-looking enough and not technologically savvy enough to even think about these things. Um, so the, 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 the decision itself doesn't require, um, I was going to say Facebook, my God. <laughs> the ICO decision itself doesn't require Clearview to restart training its algorithms based on data that doesn't include UK people's data. But you're right that in practice, if if it were to fully um, if, if the decision were to have its full effect, its full intended effect of protecting people and giving remedy to people, it would require ClearView's algorithms to be retrained and, 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 and go from like you know, a blank page with only the data that it's allowed to process.
1: And then of course we've got however many judgments coming up, hopefully, that that may cover that.
0: So the fight's not over. We know we can win this, but success so often depends on being able to fight over a long period of time. So, for example, one court case uh, that we won this year in the Grand Chamber of the European Court of Human Rights that was all about the UK government's mass surveillance uh, regime and how it violated privacy, of course, and freedom of expression. That one case took eight years and the combined resources of 16 non-governmental organizations and activists. I know for a fact that at least seven children were born among the lawyers involved in the case in that period of time. This is why this type of advocacy is so hard. But as you can see from an example like the one we're covering today, and from that European Court of Human Rights uh, case that we covered earlier this year, these decisions have meaning and they have value.
1: Whereas for-profit businesses like Clearview can spend a lot of money defending themselves in court for years. In fact, since our legal challenge, uh, they've raised 30 million dollars in Series B funding. Uh, We don't have that kind of money. (laughs) Can you chip in to support our work? If you can, find out how um, at pvcy.org forward slash donate pill or you can go to our website and you can click the big donate button. Whether you can or not. We appreciate you. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. You can like and subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you use, and it's also available on our website. Music courtesy of Sepia.
0: You say Sepia. I say Sepia. Okay
1: we've had an argument about this before because i was convinced that sepia is wrong and max who actually knows sepia CP, was like no it's fine and i was like i don't understand i don't surely the only way i say it yeah surely the only way i say it can be the only true way to say it but it turns <laughs> out no and the world is bigger and all that jazz cool.